the same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ Amen now he's talking about Jesus Christ becoming two things that he's not only Lord he is Savior so God has made him both Lord and the anointed one who saves are you here with me now when you watch some movies like Superman you will see somebody's falling from a building then Superman is in a certain place then he hears in his ears somebody who is like in uh, Penkwasi then Superman will quickly fly all the way to Penkwasi is that true? just to save that particular small child or lady who is falling from a story building sometimes they'll be falling I don't know how sometimes they'll just fall and come and hang on something and they'll be hanging there waiting for Superman then Superman will appear and quickly save them and go and land somewhere and ask are you okay and the person say yes and the person say Superman you are my hero Now, why do they say Superman is their hero? They say Superman is their hero because Superman has saved their life. In the same way, in Christianity, Jesus Christ is our hero because Jesus Christ saved our life. I thought you were going to clap to that. Now, many people do not understand what it means when we say Jesus Christ is our Savior. And by saying Jesus Christ is our Savior, it means that he has saved us from something. Is that not true? Is that not true? When we say Jesus is our Savior, it means he has saved us from what? From something or from someone. For instance, an armed robber can come to your house and pull a gun on you and suddenly police will appear and save you. So the armed robbers have saved you from someone. Is that not true? Is that not true? When you fall sick and maybe we pray for you and you are healed, we have, see, we have saved you from something. Is that not true? I hear with me, you are not, you are not here. Now, to understand Jesus' role as Savior, we have to understand what our situation was when he came to save us. Are you here with me? Now, we are talking about Jesus Christ as the Savior of the kingdom. But before we understand what Jesus came to save us from, we have to understand what happened in the beginning. The Bible says in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and God formed man, and God made a garden, and God put man there, and God said unto man that man should have dominion over the best of the air, over the fish of the sea, and over the cattle, and over everything that creepeth upon the face of the deep. So right there, God was creating a kingdom. Because what is a kingdom? A kingdom is a territory ruled by a king. Do you understand? So when we have a territory, and we have somebody ruling over that territory, that territory becomes a kingdom. And every kingdom has rules and regulations. 
and every kingdom has citizens. I'll preach on kingdom citizens very soon. Now, so, no, you don't like the message. So, God created Adam to be a king. And God said unto Adam that of all the trees in the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree in the middle of the garden you shall not eat of it. For in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. And when you die, that means that you lose your authority as a king. And when you lose your authority as a king, what happens to you? Another person takes your place. But the interesting part of it is that when Adam and Eve sinned, there was no human being. So, you are not ready for this message. Are you here with me? Let's assume that somebody is a chief of a certain town. And the chief has gone to rape somebody in the bush and they find out. What do they do? They take the chief tansy from the king. The chief. Is that not true? Then they look for another person who deserves it and give it to the person. Is that not true? Or, or another person around who has influence and power. On this microphone before I throw it to the back. Empower another person with influence and power and authority can hijack the authority. Is not true? Yes, sir. That is why we used to have coup d'etats in Ghana. And we have coup d'etats in other countries. Why? Because when a certain leader left the scene, another person with more fans, more authority, more squad. Remember when Lucifer fell from heaven, he came with one third of the angels, so he had more squad. So when Adam fell, and when Adam sinned and lost his place as a king, he had no son to take his place. And he and his wife both fell. So maybe if it were Adam alone who had ate of the tree, eaten of the tree, his wife would have taken the place and become a ruler of the kingdom. But his wife also ate of the tree. So Adam and and they both have died. So when two people, two kings die and they have no heir, who takes their place? A foreigner has to take their place. So when Adam and Eve sin against God, the Bible says that they die. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. It said, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gifts of... When they sin, what did they do? They died. And when they died, they had no body to take their place. They lost their respect. They lost their honor. They lost their glory. So much that when we sin, when Adam sinned against God, I told you at family meeting, we were in Adam sinning. So we all opposed the rulership of God and we chased him out of our lives. That is why the Bible says rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. When you push God out of your life, you are finished. Because you allow the devil to come and take rulership over everything you're doing. So when Adam ate of the tree, he pushed God out of his life. And Adam lost his place because he died in the spirit. And true rulership starts in the spirit. That's why before we make any person achieve, they have to start consulting the gods or go and look for a man of God and whatever. Because you can't, you can't, be, you can't be in the place of authority without having spiritual substance. But Adam lost it. God was not willing to help him. And Satan was not willing to help him. So what happened? When Adam died, Satan took his place. 
And right from then, Adam lived 930 years and he died physically. He was not supposed to die. His wife died. His children died. His firstborn son killed the secondborn son. Because of sin. Which means that innocent people, we have an ability of committing abortions and killing people and poisoning people and lying and stealing and committing adultery and fornication and all kinds of things are in our head, our heads. Is that not true? That's why when somebody does an atrocity or something, you feel like killing the person in your head. That's why when you watch a, a movie. And they are killing a certain killer. You are excited, but they are killing a human being. Hey! hey! You are happy that they have killed somebody in the movie. And you are saying that, and you are saying, Atai is a wicked man. No, you too, you have the same thing in you. So don't blame, don't blame Cain for, for, for killing Abel. You are also Cain killing your brother. Anytime, anytime you are backbiting and, and, and you, are, you are pulling somebody down and you are criticizing, you are like, you, you see, this ministry that we are, you are, you are criticizing and backbiting and pulling people down, you are joining King to kill Am I talking to the church here? So most of us don't understand that what Christ came to save us from was total sin, total damnation. Because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. The Bible says the soul that sins will die. So anybody who has not accepted Jesus as knowledge Savior, when they die, they go to hell because they are not in right standing with God. So you and me, we were supposed to die and go to hell because we didn't have right standing with God because we still have the seed of Adam in us. That is why you, uh, all the examples I've given, all of us here are guilty about, uh, guilty on it. Still work on increase this volume. All of us are still guilty on it. Is that not true? Are we guilty or we are not guilty? Or you are like me, dear me, I'm, a right, I'm the most righteous person. Is that not true? Even though we are saved, though we still have it because, you see, that, that very nature is still there. That is why he came to save us. He came to save us from damnation. He came to save us because as soon as Adam sinned, God was done with men. Even in the book of Genesis chapter 6, God said, my soul shall no longer live with a man. Hey! Because they were smoking, they were drinking, they were womanizing, men were sleeping with men, women were sleeping with women, all kinds of things. So much that in the Bible, eh, some people were willing to even cook their own children because they were hungry. Eh? People were doing all kinds of things by Oman Trinity and say, Yeah, so say, Bimukra, Nipa, Wunu, Yatunari. Any book, Munti, Yan Trehu, Yan Yu moving, you know, what dream bear or say, any hope. But in the Bible, somebody said, Today we have eaten my child, tomorrow let's eat your child. What do you think will make somebody in, in, in Sunyani here cut somebody and put the person in the fridge? Eh? Matakato sekapaya. Sit down for one minute. Let me show you something. So, because of this, God has decreed that I will punish sin. So I'm a righteous God. But as soon as Cain 
Adam and Eve sinned, God came and cursed them. Is that not true? So today the curse is still working. As soon as Cain killed his brother, God killed. Is that not true? Throughout the Bible, anytime somebody does an atrocity, God comes. Come to finish you off. Because God is a righteous God. And for a judge, when you are a judge, and you don't punish him, you are not righteous. So if God, somebody said, but God is loving, why will he send people to hell? Because he's loving. If God doesn't punish sin, then God is not loving. You understand? You understand? You don't understand? If I say this thing is not good, which is true, it is not good, and you do it, and you are my subject, I created you, the question is, who do you think you are? When I create you and I tell you don't do this, and you say I will do it, who do you think you are? Do you now understand? That's why you are, you, when you went to SHS, they said don't cross the wall. We have built a school. We are putting the school. We are taking care of you. We are feeding you. We are teaching you. Don't scale the wall. And you say, I will scale the wall. What do they do to you? Now, when they punish you, you may say they are wicked. Is it true? It is not true. They are not wicked. You are actually wicked. Because I built a school. I am headmaster. You came and met us. We said this is how things are done. You said no. Mm. That is what sin is. God has always been here. God is saying this thing is not good. And you are like, you are 27 years. You are like, God, who, who, even if God is a human being, let's assume that the earth is 7,000 years. God is 7,000 years. You are 27 years. You say that. Hey, hey, hey. So now you understand why God must punish you. Even if God is 7,000 years, which he is not because he, he created time. But let's assume that God, because the earth is 7,000. Even if God is 7,000 years. 27 years versus 7,000 years. It is like being a parent and you say, oh, this is how things should be done. No. You must leave the house and go and build your own house. Cook your own food. Go and cook your own food. So then, the Bible says God is righteous. To be righteous means he must punish evil. Let me ask you a question. If you now you say that you are a righteous man, but you feel like something must be done because somebody has done something. Is that not true? That is what God does. Come to think about it that you have given birth to a little girl. Look at the sisters here. And a young man has raped your sister. 
and you have taken it to the police and the police will forget about it. Is, it, is your sister the first person to be raped? How will you feel? Will you feel okay? You will say there has been injustice. You will say there's injustice. Something is wrong. And every injustice, the Bible says God is ready to punish every injustice. That is why cases exist. Do you know that physical death is a case? It's like from the ground we came, from the ground we go. And pastors are preaching there is no case. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. That's a case. And from Adam, 7,000 years to now, the most anointed person has died. Because he too still sins one way or the other. But the interesting part of it is that Christ came to do something very interesting. Are you with me? So God will punish that. Then God decided that. But the kingdom is there. Even though I'm going to punish, let me punish somebody else for another person. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to come and die. Did he die? Was he punished? The worst death. The death on the cross is a death is the most terrible death. As a matter of fact, it has been banned. You, are, you see yourself dying. Eh? Your heart is aching you. You actually die of heart, heart, heartbreak, broken heart. Yes. Yes. No. The death on the cross, eh? You are one, they flog you. That's the first thing. They let you stay like a day or two. You're already hungry. Hunger is first one. Test is first one. Second one. Then they flog you for your blood to come out. They flog all your veins. On my show. With something that has, you have seen the movie. The blood will all come out. So already you are actually drained of blood. Then they drag you from here all the way to a place like, let's say, Abyssinia. On foot. One, you are thirsty. Two, you are hungry. When you are hungry, you are even fasting. Walking from your bedroom to the. the f- Walking to the bedroom, all the way to the fridge to cancel the fasting, which you have gotten to 1 a.m. It's even a problem. Your stomach is doing some way, your eyes are doing some way. Is that true or is not true? You have not yet lost blood, though. Just to, just to steal and eat and come and sit in just like, oh, we all fast to 6 p.m. 
even walking from your bedroom to the fridge. You actually have to, you are going this way. And when you open it, you feel you're like, ha, I'm saved. Finally, God has saved me. Now think about it that a man has been eating for a whole day or something. They are beating for his blood. So the energy in his system is even gone. People are spitting on him. Humiliation. His mind is even being broken. Shame. He's naked absolutely. Not with boxer shorts. So now imagine yourself. Have you seen yourself? Imagine yourself naked. Now, have you imagined yourself naked? Good. You are hungry, thirsty, blood all over, sauce, cruel, bad, bad, 72. Again, you are naked. Somebody will stand on the story building and pour urine on you. Urine, which is acid, on your soul. Let's continue. Then they give you a big log to carry it all the way from here to Abyssin. Now, you crampo know that you are strong. When those days you used to go to the farm and they give you that you should carry it from the farm. You even eat at boyfriend, at banana. Carry some firewood. By the time you get to the house, after eating banana, there's no blood coming out of your body. By the time you get to the house, you are collapsing and your neck is about to break. Imagine Jesus' situation carrying a log. The man has no eating. The man is thirsty. The man is, is blood all over his body. No energy in him. He's falling on the way. Then he gets to the cross and it is 3 p.m. hot sun. The sun is actually still hot. And they carry him. So already 1 a.m. But the sun is high. Walking in the sun. Sun on his source. No sanders on the floor. Because according to Roman government, it's a criminal. And a criminal must be punished. And that's what God is doing to his son. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you and you and you and you and you and you. They put him down on the on the cross. Is it not enough? Hunger is hunger not enough? Carrying the wood not enough? Beatings and all of that shame, spitting, urine, all those is not enough. Nakedness is it not enough? They put in there, then they put a nail. Yeah. Not here, it's here. They break, they pierce this side. And it comes out of here. A living man, he's not dead. Do you see the day that something cuts you or something choke you? And there was blood and there was a lot of pain. Imagine a nail about six to seven inches like this. A nail from here to here. A nail as small as this to this place. Going through this place into a wood. Then they tie your hair. And tie your hair. 
the same thing here and the same thing here then they lift you up now they, you know that you are heavy so your heaviness is pulling you against the nail and remember they won't be gentle with lifting the distance they will be lifted in a certain way and when they are putting it in the hole it actually bounces in the hole like this now at that time blood taste and hunger nakedness he lost all his blood he had a heart attack and he had his heart just stopped his heart stopped because of because of what you did 7,000 years ago in a garden it's not Adam who did it or you did it getting tension. It's not getting tensions. It's getting tensions. It's getting dangerous. It is getting serious. First Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty one. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 The Savior of the King The Savior Are you ready? For he hath made him to be seen for us who knew no sin that we might become, we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, sorry, 5.21. Did I say first? So when Jesus died on the cross, he was paying for the price of our sin. Then the Bible says that he did not just remain in the grave, he rose up from the dead on the third day. And his ability to rise up is what made him the savior of the kingdom. So that all who believe in him will never die live forever. So now, two things happened when Jesus died. Jesus saved us from hell. He saved us from the power of sin. He saved us. Are you following me here? 
Two things happened. He saved us from something. And he saved us for something. What did he save us from? He saved us from the power of sin. The power of sin. Which takes every man to the grave. That is why when we preach the gospel and somebody believes, suddenly they begin to have a disease for sin. Do you know only the saved has the ability to decide that I will not actually do this thing? That's any sin that a Christian has ever seen, it was deliberate. It was an intentional, it wasn't like, oh, you know, it's not my fault. It was the devil. It is not the devil. Because you have been saved from the power of sin. And you have been given the grace of God to resist sin. We have been saved from sicknesses and disease. We have been saved from demonic oppression. That is why we can pray for people that are oppressed of the devil and they, began, they become set free. Before that, they couldn't be set free. We have been saved from demonic molestation. We have been saved from the power of the devil. Now what have we been saved for? We have been saved for a relationship with God. That previously, have you seen how sometimes you try to evangelize to somebody and, and, and bring them to church? They are giving you excuses. Hey now, my trousers is torn. I don't have a shoe. I don't. It's not a shoe. Neither is it trousers. It is sin. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And when they are caught up in sin, they shy away from God. So when you call them, they say, no, I dare not look at God. I don't want to be a hypocrite, be a sinner and live in church. It's a lie. It's actually sin that is causing them to resist a relationship with God because they are an enemy of God. When people are not saved, they actually hate God in their hearts. That's why they hate Christians. That's why they hate pastors. That's why they are saying Christianity is a joke. But you who has been saved, you know what you were saved for? You know what you have been saved for? You who hated God today, you sleep and wake up joyously even when you have money or you don't have money because you have a relationship with God Christ came to save us for a relationship with God now the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 11 it says he came to his own his own received him not but as many as received him to them gave him power to become sons of God when you are a son of God what are you? a son of God. When you are a son of God, who is God to you? Your father. He's no more your judge. He's your father. He's no more the one who is going to drag you to hell. No father will drag his child to hell. The Bible says that 
Galatians chapter 3, verse 15. He said, Christ us from the for us, so that we may have. He said, that the righteousness of God by faith may come upon us. We believe. So now, you are no more a child of the devil, a child of alcoholism and sin. You are a child of God. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance for my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to speak. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Hey! I am a child of God. Look at this. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. His love has called your name. I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. Your blood flows through. I'm no longer, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Oh, I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to sin. From my mother's womb, from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Ay, 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 ay. Your love has called my name. I've been born again. I've been born again to your family. Your blood Songs of 
somebody here. So if previously you were molested by all kinds of powers, I want you to understand that now that the Savior of the kingdom has restored you back to the kingdom, you must act as a king and drive the serpent out of the garden. Did you hear me? Now that the Bible said the first Adam came and the first Adam backslid and now the second Adam has the last Adam has come, has restored us back to the place. Now we know there is a serpent in the garden destroying things in the garden. Is that not true? What do you do now that you have seen? It's like if you are in a fight with somebody. The person has put you down, giving you blows, your nose, your nose, your eyes. Then you, you manage to escape and grab it. Do you wait? Are you sure you wait? Why have you been saved all this while and all the witches of your family are still in operation? 
and they can pride themselves why they have made people poor and impoverished in your family and you have the sword in your hand and you are still standing there why they have blo- broken your nose blood is coming out now you have managed to pick a stick and you are still considering them you are still trying to be gentle over witchcraft and demonic oppression in your life you are still trying to be gentle I decree over your life you are you are operating in the corridors of authority you are leaving this place to put to flight the works of the devil my bible says how god anointed jesus of nazareth you are also anointed to go about doing good and healing all that oppressed of the devil i decree over your life receive authority receive authority receive power to change the story of your family receive power somebody shall power somebody shall power somebody shall power somebody shall power listen without power you cannot change anything in your life yeah are you here with me now i only get angry when people's lives are being oppressed of the devil and I am angry in my spirit I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice any power that appears to you in dreams and visions enhance your life their end has come now
Bible says all things were created by him and for him. I have power over witchcraft. Anybody that has thrown an arrow to your life, backfire. Somebody say backfire. Somebody say backfire. Say any demonic arrow shot into my life, backfire. Any witch enchanting against my life, backfire, backfire, backfire. Clap your hands and backfire.